Oh my God, Dylan. Today we are writing a big wrong. Our Dusty Roads episode that we recorded probably in like 2015 when you had such long hair and were so thin oh. and you were you were ripped. <laughs> yeah. When I was a surfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a surfer in London. He would surf the Thames. And I, oh my God, I was so fucking jacked back then. I had an eight pack. Yeah. yeah. I had a I didn't have a ponytail. What I had was a reverse mullet. I grew the sides of my hair very long, shaved everything else. <laughs> yeah, here's what he did. He had a brony tail, which is I certainly a ponytail, did. but you jack off to my little pony. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was my it experimental say, time. It's my big pony. Yeah. It, yeah. Some people try and experiment with like uh maybe I am gay, but uh John's was maybe I'll jack off to these cartoon ponies. Wait, that's weird. Yep. I figured it out. It only took me a year and two times licking jizz off of a salt lick to go, you know what? <laughs> this isn't for me. Yeah, that's a it's big called... part of being a brony. You got a nut on a salt lick and then lick it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got... Mm. <laughs> that's good. You would make a good brony. I think I would. I think I would make any... I would make a good addition to any... Uh, underground sexual community you know what i mean i think i would be a very good oh what the fuck are they called they're the people that you replace their urine with wine and they go to a party and they piss in people's glasses and then they can drink first time learning about this glad yeah, i learned a name i learned about it in a savage love article and it's the only okay. time i've ever read a savage love article and he didn't be <laughs> like you know what i like the sounds of this he was like you need to stop doing this this is no way this is good for you so much so I'm turning this portion of the article over to a doctor who will now lecture you. And then the font changed. And a Hello, this is Dr. Carruthers. It was so I think it was like it was like, oh, like like bait, like, um, oh, what decantering, I think is what it was called. Deca there, decantering the, sounds wonderful. He's a human decanter. That sounds Even, wonderful. It does sound wonderful, but the reality of it is not great. Sort of like how <laughs> Dusty Rhodes sounds like go. he would have been a wonderful father, but based on how um, uh, Dustin Runnels behaved for the first 30 years of his adult life, maybe not the best dad. Remember this when you're talking about Dusty Rhodes. Everyone loves him now. Obviously, the man's passed away. Obviously, uh, his son helped get funding for a company that will rival WWE, but also didn't talk to his kid for a while because he married a slut. Yep. Never forget. But Just, she's fucked other men, baby. They should yeah. always be fresh virgins. The, the, the thing, baby, you got on the fan. Your fiance, you know, a very beautiful woman, but she uh, smells like uh, bleach when you're washing the car, baby. Yeah, that, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, like I walked in the locker room, and both uh, Dance Bobby and Dick Murdoch had uh, they had parchment drawings of her labia majora, baby. I don't know. I don't know, I know how a man gets a part of the. Some sort of popping dog of a woman without a baby, but it can't be. It can't be from a baby. You gotta figure that out, baby. The hot times. It's gonna be a hot time because your wife is a whore. Starts out with a uh, quote. His book. Truth be told, I've made enough money to buy me buy Miami, and I pissed it all away. But man, what a piss it was. That's a good quote. Uh, and this is from the rest of this is from uh, Christopher Hobson, Dusty Rhodes, who has one of the worst wrestling books I've ever attempted to decipher. <laughs> this is the only time he has ever gone against a wrestling biography or autobiography. Do you understand how bad this must be? Well, this is the thing is I guarantee he Dusty was licking his lips to read Hulk Hogan's various <laughs> autobiographies for the year of McMahon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me hear about lie to me, Terry. Lie to me. Is what he said. 
Well, that's just the thing is uh, apparently it's Dusty Rhodes and Hulk Hogan's book for it's like, and that's when I won. The 1968 World Series, baby. On the same baby. day I beat Muhammad Ali for his title and then convinced him to change his name back to Cassius Clay because that is a good name, baby. Baby, I never forget. I was in Hollywood, California. I was talking to Brian Nuggleman and they said, he said, baby, they want me to host the second season of American Idol with Ryan Seacrest. And I said, baby, you don't want to do that, baby. You want to stick with the road. I'm done my own television show. It's called. Road to the top, baby, and it's going to be about getting bands back together, and then they're going to become famous. Your host, I'll be the only judge. I'm very good. I hope they like country music, baby. And they're like, I don't think that's a good idea. They're like, well, too bad, baby. I would have called Fox Network, and I told them I was your agent. They fired you mostly because I threatened to fuck one of the executives. Wow. <laughs> she was looking at me through that phone line, baby. Everyone knows that. Dr. Rose. Yes, also, famously, he says Dusty Rhodes at the end of every sentence, much like oh, the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, you know what? I, it's not known which one started that. <laughs> I'm the first one to do it, baby. Dusty baby. Rhodes. Following things Dusty Rhodes innovated in wrestling, having ropes, disliking Bill Watts, putting on weight in a weird portion of your body and acting like that is still muscle math. There's nothing wrong with being big, but let's just be <laughs> honest. I was not the most in-shape man, but I pretended that I was, baby. That's the interesting thing is he comes from a time when you could be like, oh, he's fat. That means he's strong. Yeah. Like, we, oh, don't absolutely. Know, we know that not Joe to be Rogan, true now. But. Joe Rogan is the one who put the nail in the coffin of that. You know what I mean? Because finally, because he had Joey I mean. Diaz enough on where we were like, well, we have to acknowledge that the, the short one with the tattoos could probably win in the fight. But <laughs> the fat one on drugs is very enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, the guy who doesn't know any of the names of anybody, Joey Diaz. Yeah, Joe, uh, jo Joey Diaz, a guy that is very good at comedy, but I once was in a room where he had farted, and it was the worst smell ever, and Lord knows yeah. I love a fart, and the bartender went, that was Joey Diaz, and that was five year, five minutes ago, <laughs> and another comedian from across the room who had his shirt over his mouth goes, he farts like a dinosaur, and it was... <laughs> <laughs> and then you jacked off. Oh, I was jacking off throughout the entire thing. If I'm in a if I'm in a comedy club bar area, everyone understands that I'm. I I, I ask for a uh, a what well, I call a I call it a um, I call it a um, uh, what is it a uh, halo? I um no no um a dignity sheet. I set up. Ooh. I asked for a sheet to be erected, sort of in the corner of the bar. I put up signs going, "Please stay away." A man is jacking off, and I go in there and I scream. Some soft core European pornography, and I subtly tug. Just you know, European porn's way better, right? It certainly is. Soft, so, soft core is the softest and hardest. Oh, we should boy. do porn review where it's just here's the whole podcast. Did you like the part where she sucked him off? Oh yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, best be part. Best like, part is when you. I nodded. How far? Yeah, best, how fast? best part is when she was sucking off that guy. Worst part, all other parts. <laughs> worst part, um, I watched it on the bus. That's yeah, worst part, I watched it while doing laundry. No headphones. A lot of people were prudish. Um, <laughs> something I I wrote this. I've been trying to write new jokes. Something I wrote down, and I I marked it as tell Dylan this idea, which is I'm 36 years old, and there's just weird things you just now you just now know when you're that old. Nothing helpful, but it's like if you're watching a porn and the male performer is just wearing a cowboy hat. You're going to see some shit. You're going to see some <laughs> fucking shit. It's not helpful, but you know. I don't think I've ever seen a porn where 
Unless Dusty Rhodes made a sex tape. Do you imagine now where it's Dusty Rhodes? First of all, Dusty Rhodes in his career, just because of the time he grew up in and the territories, was single-handedly friends with every troublesome racist and pedophile in wrestling, but oh, drew the line at Bill Watts. Yeah. like if This is the greatest thing about him is, yeah, he's like, Buck Zumoff, you can't come to my house, but I will have a cocktail with you. Tully Blanchard? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, you just punched a kid, but that kid probably had deserving it. Bill Watts? Fuck you, Bill Watts. Yeah. He, of course, his dad was a plumber who, by the sounds of it, was quite an abusive man. Apparently, there was a story where Dusty was, like, lost a fight at school. So then his dad beat Dusty up and then sent his st- sent Dusty back out to try and beat the kid up and then beat up the kid who beat up Dusty's dad. What I like about being a dad is being a dad became an actual role in a child's life around the year 1995. Before that, being a Divorces. dad, yeah, divorces made made the whole the divorce role rate step was up. like, wait a minute, there's actually uh, there's actually some sort of consequence to me just being like, you didn't win a fight. Well, now I have to fucking kick the shit out of the mailman. I have friends that like they were like they can tell you the they're adult age when it's like holy shit what's my dad doing in the house he lives in in the daytime like they were just like no he's not here <laughs> yeah, of course you, Pre- you leave at like, 6 a.m you get back at midnight you get drunk till 2 a.m you are and oh yeah you hate, hate everybody yeah That's you are you dad yeah the mom is the loving supporting one in the house and then the dad is the erratic sense of violence force that mm-hmm. has specific things that he just requires that is my chair that is my seat that is my work 14 hours a day at a paper mill. I want to sit in my chair and I want to stare straight forward. If any of you kids come near yeah. me, I swear to God, I'll fucking burn you alive. I want you to fucking know this. I am a fucking baby boomer. So guess what? My dad got to go to the just war world war two. I went to Vietnam and every time I close my eyes, I just see what I like to think as is a bunch of doll heads covered in red paint. So guess what? You little fucks. <laughs> You're going to turn off Sesame Street, and we're just going to sit here quietly. And if I hear your breathing, <laughs> I'm going to show you a knife in a drawer. Yeah. The big bird reminds me of Charlie. Okay? So get yeah, out yeah, of yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 1966 and 67, Dusty plays football at West Texas State. Um, of course, with the Frank brothers, him, Frank Goodish, later known as Bruiser Broby, Bobby Dumcum, and... Um, Basically, he was like a semi-professional athlete. He played uh, in the Charter, the Charter Oaks, sorry, the Hartford Charter Oaks of the Continental Football League. I really, why, why not just Oaks? No. Charter Oaks. Dusty's a big man. His team deserves to be a big name, baby. <laughs> the Hartford Charter Oaks who have some leaves on them, but not too many leaves. They are what, in what your... Are you- yeah, go for it. I'm just sitting here thinking about what a young Funk Brothers, a young Bruiser Brody, and what a young Dusty Rhodes would be like. I'll tell you this. Not fun. You don't think so? Like, insane. I'm sorry. There yeah, is no jocks. way, like, yeah, like, like to the point that they're jocks, but they're also very bad at school. You know what I mean? Like, you know how the series over the jocks, like, he's the captain of the football team and a member of Mensa. And if it's the Funks, Rhodes, and fucking Bruiser Brody, it's like, they're on the football team, and they're also wanted for questioning in a variety of shitting on things related <laughs> incidents. I would believe that... Um... Yeah, like that cool 80s thing where they have like their Letterman jacket on and that they're carrying one binder because all they carry to school is one binder, no backpack. 
Yeah, yeah. no, it's they're wearing their Letterman jackets, but they are also fully shirt cocking it at Uh all times. Like they're Mm. like, ah, you wear you wear a collared shirt and a tie on game day, Mister Rhodes. Baby, you got it, baby. Shows up shirt cocking it. (laughs) Then the road is a literal beast. This is also when Dusty was, and you guys, I hope you're sitting down when you listen to this. Not fat. I don't like I love the fact that Dusty Rhodes literally looked like he operated some sort of Ferris wheel at some sort of carnival mm-hmm. and was the essentially the Hulk Hogan of the NWA. Now, he was the it, ultimate warrior. He was the ultimate warrior. Ric Flair was the perennial Hulk Hogan figure. Dusty Rhodes was sort of like the weird ultimate warrior slash also big show getting the title type figure. I feel like Dusty Rhodes is kind of what giving the people what they wanted if this makes any sense because it's like oh fat guy you the fat guy in the bar you could totally beat up this adonis you know because it's like a fantasy whereas vince mcmahon was like no the adonis wins and you fucking like it yeah (laughs) nerds are only for commentary (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. he had to kill and eat that was Vince's original draft of the Hulk Hogan character. He killed and ate Mean Gene Okerlund, but then yeah, Mean yeah, Gene yeah. told him his proclivities, and he was like, well, maybe not then. Yeah, I don't think that that blood should be exposed to a stronger person. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's like Rogue and the X-Men. Anyway, so he um, he does minor league baseball. Of course, that, get get this, doesn't work out. What? Needs some money. And this is my favorite thing about the 60s in entertainment. He just tells people that he has wrestled before. They ask who trained him. And he says the Funks because he knows the Funks from school. And he's like, yeah, they trained some people. And then uh, he becomes a wrestler. And that's how easy it was. Um, no school. Didn't pay anyone. Just fucking went out there. Fake wrestling. Like, being, being a comedian off. in the 60s was literally just go to New York and go into the comedy club and be like, yo, am I a comedian? And they're like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Want to? Sure. Yeah. Hey, it's my first time on stage. Well, here's 50 bucks. Yeah. Performance There's George deserves, Carlin. Right? Get to know him. <laughs> exactly. Um, by So by Dusty's recollection, he gets a big win over Grizzly Smith, and that really launches his career. This oh, is disputed by he? everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including Grizzly Smith and all of Grizzly Smith's children who were not there or had no idea, but still have been told. <laughs> he was initially billed as Dirty Dusty Rhodes, which is good. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Why aren't you build as dirty Dylan got? Ooh. Um, and then I shit on it. Is that That's good? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he takes the he takes the name Dusty Rhodes uh in uh, na- in May of 1968. Uh he beats veteran <laughs> Bulldog Danny Placus. No, he doesn't. There's no way a, a man with the name Placus is remembered for anything other than he also loaded the ring into the truck. <laughs> well, probably he gets a big win over that guy. And then this is how quickly Dusty Rhodes is. So in 1967, he makes his ring debut uh, lying about being a wrestler. And then right, less right. than a year later, he catches on so fast that because obviously he's a natural Uh and he catches on so fast that he's already in the Texas, the the Texas Outlaws with Dick Murdoch in 1968. Like, like and for, uh, yeah, and they were paired by Bob Geigel. Uh, Dusty mm-hmm. described Dick Murdoch as his wrestling soulmate, which is not good. That is not good. <laughs> I mean, but in wrestling, if you were to watch, 
professional wrestling with Dick Murdoch. And you're from Austin, Texas. Like, let's never forget. Like, let's never forget. Dusty Rhodes is I actually would probably guess he's probably a very progressive Dixie Democrat type figure. But it's that sort of thing where he's grown up around guys that were definitely in the clan. So Dick Murdoch being like, don't like him, Dusty's like. That's the same like have it like us having a friend who's vegan. Like that's just kind of like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I was gonna say a conspiracy theorist, but yeah, vegan, where it's like, yeah, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, so there's some stuff, there's some salty language. Go ahead. All right. So I'm gonna read this verbatim because guys, you know what? Um the, the research no, was late this week, and there's a not, million of it. So let's not talk. totally verbatim, Dylan. Not totally verbatim. Okay, so we're gonna use what I call John's language. No, um, no. So this I mean, is yes, from Dusty Rhodes' book. Well, he touches touches on uh, Murdoch's more troubling aspects. He states that Murdoch was close friends with a man of color and suspects that there are more. Uh, there was more to him than his reputation. Of course, you can make any excuses. Later, he states outright that Murdoch wasn't a racist and played up how he was received. He then tells a joke. Uh, he tells a story about Murdoch taking them to a Klan rally for a joke. In Dusty Books, what? it also contains the line, I called Bearcat Wright a N-word during one of my interviews without giving adequate context as to why it was okay. He says that a group of teens shouting it at him uh, then got were shouting it at him, and then he got a substantial crowd to shout it at him like that's a good thing. Oh boy, Dusty. I think you call her. So I see what you're saying because I guarantee it's like he's probably from the time where it's like, oh god, it's it sucks to be too. I guess talking about this, but it's like, no, I'm friends with them, baby, but they should be called that. Yeah, it's like how it's like how I have had to have the conversation very recently about both uh, homophobia and also the R word, where people are like, yeah, but I don't have hate in my heart when I'm using that word, and then you have to then explain to whomever no but here's the deal someone else will hear you say that not know you don't have hate in your heart take that as an excuse and then bash away you know yeah, what i'm well, saying our word to john means retrograde because that's true i don't i don't know how to spell that <laughs> i don't that my sign gets really crazy when the moon is like that fake thing <laughs> Honestly, my sign gets pretty crazy. Sometimes I'm a Libra, right? And you know what that means. That means when you shit, you got to eat say this. You got to eat like a hot dog. You got to say, nom, nom, nom. That's my poopy. I don't like that. Uh, I got to say this about the horoscope community. Very impressed with the level of vaccinations that have been going on with my friends that are both way too into horoscopes. I was really, really thinking that was going to be a bit of an issue. This is the thing about vaccinations. Let me talk. Let me t break this down for you. Um, Go ahead, Dylan. Go ahead. Hot take, Dylan. And uh, the people who love Trump, uh, that's who gets blamed for all the lack of vaccinations. But it's actually the yoga community doing a lot of the fucking work there, baby. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's a, no, uh, it's I ate an apple last week. I can't ever get cancer. Oh, listen. If you don't think that I am on a heavy, heavy podcast QAnon jag, you don't fucking know John Hastings, baby. And what else they is are, going on other than our parents believing that satanic pedophiles exist? Oh, buddy. Uh, aliens are real. They are involved in the conspiracy theory. They're not mm. running the conspiracy theory. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, so many things. Like uh, Trump's taking power in August was uh, delayed by possibly Jeffrey Epstein, who, let's be uh, everyone be honest, is obviously still alive. Oh, and Joe Biden is Donald Trump in a mask? 
No, anyway. Joe, Bi- Joe Biden is an That's asset of the communist Chinese government. They believe. No, they That's, believe that, that Joe Biden, the truth. on right now, believes that Joe Biden is a is Donald Trump in a mask. No, and he they just don't. One to appease the uh, the libs. Anyway, 1969. Yeah. Tag titles. Here I should have been born, baby. <laughs> I was born in 69. Ah. I was born fucking June 9th, 1969, bro. That's fucking sick. It certainly is. They tour Australia. Um, they win tag titles uh, in the NWF and the IWA. In Australia, you- the outlaws flew all over the country due to a deal they had with Barnett. How do you think that Jim Barnett got along with Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch? Very well, because he made them a shitload of money, but I assume did a bunch of really fucked up shit in Australia because... At this time, this is like the this hot, crazy territory. This happens in comedy sometimes where you're like <laughs> a weird person just gets an amazing show or run of shows for a certain amount of time. And you have to get to them, do them before they get ruined. And that's what the Australian territory sounds like. And every story is some, like Don Jardine, the spoiler beating up the guy who's the receptionist at the hotel because he said something he didn't like and like he ripped his ball sack with his like cowboy boots i assume dick murdoch just running around flinders street in melbourne just <laughs> clotheslining potted plants going which one of you aren't wet <laughs> yeah he the interesting thing is dusty Rhodes is a heel during this entire time which is insane is thing, because it's te- like he wrestles for so long that Growing, being out of shape becomes his gimmick versus his just like what you were when you were a wrestler. Because when he's wrestling the crusher and all these guys, there's no way it's like he was like the in shape speed guy. It's like, whoa, he can move side to side. What a fucking athlete. Yeah. Oh, my God. He can get on the first rope without having to smoke a cigarette. What the (laughs) hell? This guy, and listen to this, never stopped the match to have a full meal. What an athlete. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of fucking idiot doesn't bring a full club Reuben sandwich to the ring? <laughs> yeah, not even pizza because that's disgusting Italian food at this point. Yeah, 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 I didn't realize you were on the side of the fascistas. Yeah, okay, you could have your pizza, Mussolini. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, eat yeah. this roast beef, and that's it. I mean, my all of my food is wrapped in an American flag. <laughs> There's a story about how Murdoch and Rose purchased a mule while they were out drinking, and then they just kept it in their apartment. And uh, that was, they were basically kicked out of the apartment eventually for having it. And this was in the AWA, and uh, Vern Gagne was very upset because he couldn't pin the mule. Yeah, Vern Gagne was, yeah, but what's weird is Greg did fuck the mule. (laughs) (laughs) Greg's first sexual experience was fucking this mule. Greg Gagne, how old my would Greg Gagne one? have been in 1970? I don't care. I fucking hate Greg. No, no, no. I hate Greg no, no. Gagne. No, 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 no. Why do you hate Greg? Whatever Gagne? you say, I need you to know. I hate Greg Gagne. He's he might be of all the wrestling personalities. I might hate him the most. Really? When he when he just made up. He would have been 25, so perfectly legal for him to fuck that donkey. I mean, no, it's not legal at all for him to fuck that donkey. Why is it? It's it's a consenting man and a consenting donkey. The donkey can't consent. Yes, it can. You have to teach it how to respond positively. Already on all fours. It's ready for fucking doggy style. That's consent. Oh, God. I cannot believe (laughs) that Dylan is... Making more money. Honestly, the fucking hottest porn I ever watched was. Have you ever seen um, 
I am so terrified where this is going. I am so I live in hot. fear. And it really makes you wait. But have you seen Black Mirror? Some of, not all of. Yeah, you know that episode where the prime minister has to fuck that pig? That's fucking hot. They really make of you course. wait for it, too. And you don't think he's going to fuck the pig, but then he fucking fucks the pig. I have absolutely seen that episode. And what's the best thing about that was that what's episode aired. And then later, the prime minister of England, it was discovered, actually fucked a pig. <laughs> That's how shows get popular, though. Like, I was talking about this with someone was talking about, oh, I didn't really like Game of Thrones because they watched it recently. And I was like, yeah, I guess it's a, a, a time and place thing. Because when I watched that show, it was definitely advertised as, yo, there's so many tits in this show. Plus, it's crazy. This guy fucks his own sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was literally like it wasn't Game like of Thrones. It was the start of a wonderful television show. Yeah, Game of Thrones was just like, yo, you want to see some tits? Kurt, was- sidebar. It's near her brother. And you're like, wait, what? And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. They be fucking anyway. But they're and like they, pr- pretty they much a main them. event team. Go ahead. Oh my God. Of course they are. They're a main event team. And they are like the cool, like Ric Flair in his book is glowing about Dusty at this time. Like he makes it clear. He's like, our relationship then got frayed later on. And it's very clear that uh, he's laying that at the fault of one Dustin at one version Runnels feet, but like, which makes sense because Dusty was the booker and then basically conducted a compete with Ric Flair over owning mink coats competition. <laughs> yeah. So 1973, basically the first match he ever plays a full on baby face. Um, it's Ray Stevens, and Nick Bockwinkle versus Texas outlaws. Murdoch just sold the whole match. And then Dusty Rhodes did a hot tag. And basically this is from directly from his book. Rhodes tags in, started shaking his body like he had seen Thunderbolt Patterson do earlier in his career and did what at the time would be considered a black baby face comeback, except using elbows to the top of the head in place of headbutts. Headbutts. Very subtle, right? The place went crazy. Now, basically, this this gets to a point which basically was Thunderbolt Patterson ends up suing the WCW after a while, right? Or like he's, he's part of that huge lawsuit. Where it's like they kept it down because of my race. It's like no, and then the first white guy to ever do basically what a black babyface comeback was becomes one of the yeah, the, the, like literally because what's not talked about because it's that weird time of Dusty was Dusty was basically the biggest fucking thing in one of the most well moneyed territories ever, which is Florida, mm-hmm. and how he I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but fuck all of you. There's so much to get through. Fuck it. Yeah, we will get to the whole bill, but. You have to understand, like, Dusty Rhodes was movie star famous in a state known for, you don't have chlamydia? Well, I didn't realize you were a virgin. So, like, Dusty Rhodes, don't feel bad he pissed his life away, but because by stealing the um, body language and affectation of a black pro wrestler in the early 70s, he then basically, his life was a hot tub filled with cocaine for about 10 years. Oh, yeah. And also... You know how fucking cool you have to be to do all that blow and never gain weight? Uh, yeah. Do you know how many... Like You are I'm doing... Sorry. Always keep all the weight you have. I'm sorry. I don't know if he did blow. I like it's What's weird is what's never discussed is... He du- did hot Dusty, dogs? Dusty's pro- bad... Like, Dusty strikes me as the kind of guy who just bought eight main coats and was like, I'm going to need a birthday cake and four leather jackets. And they're like, what? And, and he said, <laughs> did I fucking stutter? I, I mean, that sounds four. like a way better time than just like always having a coke hangover. Oh, my God. Like, uh, what, just, is, what happened to you? Well, I took a fucking complicated dump for an hour because I ate 
because I just went to a grocery store and I said, put Dusty on that cake, put Rhodes on that cake, and the rest of those cakes, right wherever the fuck you want. It's yeah. time to party. I want three cakes, and I want you to tell me where there's a Whataburger. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can a you burger. fill that cake with burgers? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the, this is why America needs to figure change how they fight tell wars. Me. Tell me. Because literally, instead of bombing countries, I think they should just start opening some of their fast food chains that don't exist That's anywhere really else in the funny. country. Because <laughs> you're not going to fuck with a country that has a restaurant. And by the way, no one thinks this is weird. You mm. can get a sandwich or a taco. That is so many different food col- coloring. Oh, we got chili, we got soup, and we got milkshakes, and we got lasagna. Well, what the fuck are you doing, Jack in the Box? This is a really good idea where you just, if the people that are genuinely worried about China right now, just like order, yeah, just open a bunch of Jack in the Box, Jack in the Box and like, what's another gross food fast Carl's food Jr. Chain? Carl's Jr. Carl's is insane. Carl's Jr. is basically Ponch Burger from Parks and Rec. I have a Carl's Jr. very close to my house. And mid-pandemic, I saw someone who had clearly snapped. They walked out of there with a Peter White sized bag, like on like Good. at the top at the top open for that is comedian Peter White of Canada mm-hmm. more than once said to me, I'm going to now eat a bag of burgers. <laughs> and then but I he never said, gains a lot of weight because he keeps his calories in check. You guys could learn from him. Well, yes. No, I don't think he keeps his calories in check. And by the way, he's just know, malnourished. Yeah, he's very un- I, he's the only person I've ever seen get gout in real time we were in a park we were hanging out he said i don't feel well and then i i went oh that's shitty man and then he went oh no it's gout and i was like what are you talking about he's like i get gout a lot and i was like i've never seen someone get gout stood up in a park like usually it's something you wake up with and he's like i guess when you eat a bag of hamburgers (laughs) like you're for gout is just eating your greens and the man refuses good for him and uh, by the way, he had to sleep in a bathtub for a fucking month because he, nothing could touch his foot. <laughs> so the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, is born in Florida. You want to take a break and then we'll talk about the American dream character? I want to talk about the build of this because this is there is so much good. OK, they got a Korean man possibly pretending to be Japanese or a Japanese man pretending to be Korean. I can't remember which one pot, which at that was. point, to be fair, is like borderline woke. It, like it's borderline woke for America, but if you understand the historical Get Murdoch conflicts out there between and tape his eyes, Anoki can't be here. No one will yeah, know yeah, the yeah. difference. Oh no! Do you think that that ever happened? That they were like, we were 100%. promised the Great Buddha, and then they were just like, get me some duct tape and get me George Scott. <laughs> <laughs> get me, get me the actor George C. Scott in some yeah. tape. Get me the Brooklyn Brawler, some paint, any color. And some tape. Um, Ahmed Johnson's getting in that ring. <laughs> how f- how many times do you think Vince McMahon has had to be stopped from doing blackface again on WWE TV? Like um, they have re- they have dodged the bullet of the DX uh, Nation of Domination parody. Like no one's brought that up. And if a wrestler, if the rest of the internet wrestling community really wanted to derail the obvious sale of the WWE. Just get that on the internet, and boy, oh boy, cheers! It's inter- It's re- wrestling's an interesting blind spot because, like, I feel like I could play like a version of Freebird live and just on TV put like all the horrible things they did, and people would be like, "No, it's fine." Because listen to me, 
when they say this, we don't like those people we're talking about. Okay? So mm-hmm. I understand how that's bad. So a fair point from one What we're going to do is take a break. Cool. We'll be back. Oh, Dylan, what a lovely break this is. We're uh, stopping the show to tell all of you that Dylan and I have had some shit happen in our lives. Dylan, go ahead. Mine's good. I'm a dad now. I'm going through a divorce, and also I broke my body. So how about you fucks head on over to Patreon and give Mummy and Daddy, I'm Mummy, he's Daddy, some sweet, sweet cash. You get to decide what episodes we're doing. You get to uh, uh, exclusive access to episodes never released anywhere else, and we will love you. And also... um, we're fine if you don't donate to Patreon, but like it'd be fucking sick if you did. If you can't donate to Patreon because you're that much of a poor piece of shit loser, just subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you're using. And most importantly, probably, even if you don't fucking subscribe, just rate, rate, review us, say, oh, this is good, because there's a lot of people who don't like how political we are for some reason. So rate, subscribe, review, suck, 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 bye, 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 enjoy hearing about whatever fucking carny is it. The first time Dusty oh. gets to be a real big main event he- face. Not face, heel, damn it. But he comes into Florida as a main event heel um, under the moniker of the American Dream. The American Dream was essentially, it started out as like a comedy heel character <laughs> bragging about making $90,000 a year. Started out almost like as Ric Flair where it's like he was the, he was the American Dream because he was mocking the people of Florida. He came out in sequent robes and talked about how much money he was making. I really like, by the way, that is a way to get Florida angry at you is you just walk out in a loose robe and you're like, I'm better than you guys. And I'm like, kill him. Kill him. Like it's That's just, all of wrestling. It's just, I know like, wrestling is you. so fucking stupid. Like, let's just, no, don't say yeah. that. It's silly. <laughs> it's not silly. It's stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb, though. But you can tell that they're putting a ton of fucking heat behind him because in December of 73, he pins Luthez. But then Luthez stands up and goes, that was a fake match. That wouldn't have really happened in real life. And then he ate oatmeal and he goes, no fruit, no sweetening, just pure oats. Yeah. the The trick to enjoying life is making sure that nothing is seasoned. (laughs) <laughs> I uh, consummated my marriage by shaking my wife's hand and then leaving her for 34 years. Mm-hmm. I said, money. I shook her hand. I called her a whore for shaking my hand and I left. Yeah. I said, uh, that is, you are an unclean, unclean, unclean. And then I've not, I've not, re- I've not darkened her door in Toledo, Ohio since. And I never goddamn will. Luthez. <laughs> he starts working as a face a bit in the AWA, but we really basically get the full Dusty Rhodes experience when he finally turns on Pac Song. So Rhodes stayed with Briscoe. It was mostly a clean match. Briscoe put him over in a few spots, normally wouldn't for a heel. Graham's idea was that uh, people would see that Rhodes, if he wanted to be, was on Briscoe's level. 47 minutes in, Rhodes dropped the elbow, his finishing moves on Briscoe, and Briscoe put his legs on the ropes. And people had never seen Jack Briscoe have to save his title like that. Yeah, you know? this is the thing that's that's so crazy is that the NWA championship, when that was bestowed upon a wrestler, basically became a force field of fuck yeah around that person where it's like, and it's different from Hulk Hogan's title where it wasn't 20-minute squash matches. What it was was very like defined, long, back and forth mm-hmm. matches of athletic skill, basically. Like it was almost a fight, almost a really boring series of rest holds. And <laughs> yes. for the idea of Jack Briscoe to 
have to resort to cheating where Jack Briscoe was basically portrayed as like, he's every college boy, missionary sex, red meat, mm-hmm. no wine, only beer. Like read the Bible. And also who does he read it to his dog? Yeah. He you one time ran out of gas and then dog. just pissed in the gas tank. Yep. He pisses gas. <laughs> America. Yeah, Jack Briscoe. We are a bunch of white people in Florida. Mm. If we find out Jack Briscoe is native, we won't like it, but we don't know that. And so ignorance is fine because we're from Florida. Ignorance is our middle name that's spelled I N R I G A A A T I O A N N. Ignorance. Cool. That was a good song. Everyone applaud, John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was me fapping. I was fapping to it. I like this. I like this. (laughs) So I think this is one interesting thing is that uh, Eddie Graham forms tag team with Pac Song managed by Gary Hart. No, Dusty Rhodes forms a... um, Sorry, Eddie Graham Graham books it because having the tag team where it's the sole purpose is just to basically get Dusty Rhodes to the point of being a heel. Because usually... Okay, so I, I mean, want to bring this... Ever oh, seen God. It. Bring it up. Bring it up. Is that Song was the foreign bad guy heel for an American wrestling territory, and it's the only mm-hmm. time I've ever seen them go, he's Korean. He's from... He's one of those... Remember the Korean War? And everyone has to be like, oh, yeah. We also don't like Korea. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I think I'm racist against those guys too. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. get out the ledger. Koreans. The amount of people heart. The amount of people in that uh auditorium had to be like, what part of China is Korea in? And then someone had to be like, it's the Korean portion of China part. Like for sure these guys were like Korea is a part of China, right? And everyone was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. The less we know, the easier it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I answer your question, you might develop uh, affection towards those people and treat them like human beings. And that will not happen in this wrestling company, sir. <laughs> so we have Gary Hart and Pac Song. And who joins Dusty Rhodes as his baby face partner? Mike. I'm going disclo- to be full disclosure. The research closed while you were asking that question. Don't worry about reason- it. We got the research late. So we were both going off research. I did not know it was Mike Grant. So it was Mike he turned, Grant. He turns on Mike Graham, on. whose babyface promos were like, "Oh, f- okay." Before we get you to let my, a no, man hang on, hang sit on. in your car, essentially, he just fucked your fucking. Okay, hang the right? fuck on. Hang the okay. fuck on, Dylan. Okay. Before we get to the Mike Graham thing, let's just talk about when Dusty Rhodes finally turned on Pac Song. Mm-hmm. Every wrestler in this company, and this is a territory time, so I actually will believe this because they none of them say no, that's not true, which means that okay, this was probably true. They're like, that was the big that was the road warrior pop. Like people were like, mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes played that so well when he turned on Pac Song and then went for it as a babyface. It was like, well, this guy is. The, this guy is the Hulk Hogan of this territory. He was unbeatable. They sold out every time, every fucking place. It was all anyone talked about. And Dusty had to be sent to the WWWWF for a few months. So Eddie Graham could just get other wrestlers sort of over a bit. So they could, Dusty Rhodes could come back and beat them all. That's like Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes watched how you build a star mm. and buy it from Eddie Graham and went for it. And then weirdly followed it up by teaming with possibly the angriest asshole in this era of wrestling. Yeah, Mike Graham, where he was like Mike Graham. Five foot one, lot of muscles, lot of rage. 
<laughs> Mike Graham, who, what was the fucking quote he said about, like, if that was me, if Chris Benoit took my wife, I'd have slid his cock off or something. No, it's, it's, I was about to tell you what it was because I have it memorized. Okay, good. Which is this. So you need a little context, which is um, Chris Benoit goes to who's ever running WCW. He's like, I don't trust Kevin Sullivan to be the booker because um, I made a cuckold of him and I feel like he'll try to get revenge over the cuckolding. And Mike Graham was like, oh, uh, Chris, can I talk to you? And he's like, yep. And he's like, okay, let's go. Uh, we just sat down in the arena and he went, uh, Chris, uh, just want to let you know, if you did to me what you did to Kevin, um, I wouldn't put the world title on you. I'd chop your head off and then put it on a, on a pike in front of my house for little kids to throw stones at, just so you know. And then <laughs> I mean, he walked Chris away. Chris was like, watch what and I'll then, do. And then Chris went to HR, which is so weird that the man who later murder suicide, his family was like, I feel threatened by that four foot 11 man um, went to HR. And then HR went to my grandma was like, did you say this to get Chris Benoit? And my grandma was like, I absolutely did not. That guy's a liar. And then Chris Benoit left the company. And then my Graham immediately started telling the story. Being like, <laughs> it is hilarious that like you say something so fucked up, a pro wrestler goes to HR. I mean, I'm gonna say Chris. Like Benoit, this guy's had this guy's had Dick Murdoch in the back before, being like, "And that is all the people I don't like. People I don't like. Yeah. People. I, here's all the slurs might, I know. My name's yeah. Dick. And then he's like, you know what? Be faster for me, Dick Murdoch, to list the groups of people I like. White Christians. That's it. Protestant Catholics don't count. Yeah, Catholics don't count because of their dresses. <laughs> but God wears <laughs> slacks. He wears slacks. <laughs> he wears fleeted slacks. Doug Murdoch is my God's name, representative doctor. on earth doesn't wear a fucking hat. Hats are for fucking tang yeah. pies, all right? Yeah, fucking you. Let me ask you this fucking question. They don't have fucking hat stores in heaven, do they? So why the fuck is God's employee wearing a fucking hat? Tell you when you're a man, you get to wear a hat. That's when you just get a woman pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put just on so a cowboy. Knows, so I guess you, that guy got a woman pregnant. Day. You better be wearing a. You better be riding a fucking horse, or you better be next to a naked woman with no cum uh, dribbling out of her pussy. <laughs> no, Those are the only two yeah. times you can be wearing a hat. My name is Dick Murdoch. This is my seminar on positivity. <laughs> Dick <laughs> Murdoch, motivational speaker. I am the HR for Turner now. Motivational speaker Dick Murdoch would be awesome. First thing you do in the morning, drink a beer. Someone in this hotel ballroom right now has not nutted in a house plan. Put your hands up. Who hasn't nutted in this plan? Who has not nutted in a plan? I don't know that what that music the, you're doing. Is. That was the background music they'd play during the video. Like, I'm Dick oh, Murdoch, yeah, yeah. and let me tell yeah. you how to increase productivity. Never wear fucking underwear. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking rub up. I'm Dick kids. Murdoch. Let me tell you about parenting. First things first, you give your fucking kid a Coors when he's eight. <laughs> give, give him a Coors when he's eight, and then when he's old enough, Budweiser. That's how you parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not giving a kid whiskey until he's 18 because Lord knows if you give a kid whiskey, he's going to hump something. And I already <laughs> had to kill one of my kids for humping a mailbox because, as we all know, mailboxes are men. That constitutes what I like to call an uh-oh. 
and a Murdoch, uh, uh, an uh oh, in the Murdoch house, that's a uh, getting shot and your body put in a burlap sack and you're thrown in a river. And I'm going to say Colorado, but I just drove until I stopped feeling like God. <laughs> Time on our tradition. Here at the rest of the review is to do an impression of someone and somehow make them even worse than they were in real life <laughs> and yet not charming. <laughs> so Dusty Rhodes, Turd's face, time out tradition press in professional wrestling, Gary Hart being wronged. Gary Hart also. I love it's so Gary easy Hart. to just have Gary Hart be like, he's the heel. And now he's just going to bring in random people. And honestly, this is something I will get sidetracked and say. A lot of people, uh, I including me, was like, oh, AEW has too many wrestlers. And I think that's only if you view it as, like, the smartest thing to do, I think, for a professional wrestling company, and this is about AEW, would Go be ahead. to accept that everyone gets really tired of everything incredibly fast now and just be like, this guy, six months, then gone. This guy, six months, then gone. And just, like, basically give these guys an off season. Don't have Roman Reigns on TV for nine straight years without a break because, like, although it is good for your live business, people on TV get fucking tired of things so quickly. Like, everyone loved Orange Cassidy and now they seem to be tired of him. So, well, that's also because wrestling fans are just dicks now. Like, they're just like, yeah. I love this guy, push this guy to the moon. They start pushing him. It's like, I said, Not like Boo. yeah. ROH uh, was the best one because they always had to turn their champion. If he started as a heel, he became a face. If he started as a face, he became a heel. They always did in the mid-2000s, and it was like that was the precursor to, you know, crowds just ruining entire shows in yeah. the 2000s. Well, we, Ring, of, like, Ring of Honor was basically like it was where the ECW fans went after they got radicalized, and they just really tried out some of their odd behavior. Yeah, Ring, anon, Ring of Honor Anon. I'll never forget I went to a Ring of Honor show and a guy just read this book about birds, watched Brian Danielson's match, and then left when Brian Danielson's match was over. I mean, the part about birds is possibly the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. It was a picture book. It wasn't. It wasn't a novel. It was a picture book about birds. And then he watched Brian Danielson's match, and then he left. And I wanted. I'm and gonna, then I stomped a fucking mud hole in him. Goddamn right. Oh, um, this bird, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I just Here's for those I, of you that don't pay for the Patreon, I just showed my penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's weird is that is a beak. <laughs> no, it yeah, it's real. I have Marty Skrull's mask on there. Uh, never forget this. One time, Dylan and another per friend of ours got really drunk and excited after one of the funniest evenings of my life, and just both sent me photos of their dick. I was blackout, and I uh, it happened. And you know what? He put on a ratemyhog.com, and I got a one out of ten, which sucks. Did you do that? Because I put it, I put it on um, uh, Cockpick Reviewer. And you got a um out of a <laughs> yum yum. <laughs> so he basically introduces the fact that he's the son of a plumber in um, in seventy four. Everything really just comes together. He's facing guys like Bill Watts and the Mongolian Stomper. Oh god like, damn! Also I'm from Mongolia, I love to stomp. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm from Mongolia. In other news, Mongolia is in Alberta. <laughs> I loosely know what that is. Yeah. My real name is Chris. Uh Mongolian Stomper, that is Archie Goldie, right? It's so yes. good that the Mongolian Stomper is named Archie. Mm -hmm. He's a guy from <laughs> he's just like some dude who probably goes, 
Can I have a uh, Can I have a pack of uh, Du Maurier? Huh? You're in America, okay? Fine, buddy. I'm the Mongolian stumper. All right, but how about fucking this? You go fucking get me a pack of fucking dirts, or you're gonna get Mongolian stomped or whatever. Anyway, I love hockey like they do in Mongolia, bud. Yeah, I love hockey and I love Labatt Fifty and I really like Joel Clark. <laughs> So I think we could skip ahead to the more important, the more important, the basically the seventies, the basically the seventies are dusty roads, making bank yeah, in Florida, going to New York for a bit and then being like, mm, back to uh, going to New York for a bit, then back to Florida, making mm-hmm. bank, learning how to be a booker, getting the attention of the AWA or the NWA. The one thing though, is the NWA is a bit, not a big fan of dusty because, and this is a good point. He can't wrestle with, fucking everybody like they're like that's good but like we're the we need him to be able to like go to a town and wrestle just a bucket of mud for nine hours and only rick flair just hates his family enough to really get good at that (laughs) well this is the thing is he is kind of the archetype for both guys both organizations in a weird way where he's all personality so he's great for the wwf at the time um, which obviously hasn't formed yet because we're still talking yeah. about. So, but he would have been a really good do- triple WF star because Vince Senior didn't really care. He was about a triple WF star. He was a triple WF star. Like he was. Like he. Oh was yeah, because he has the he... matches with uh, with uh, has... Billy uh, Graham and uh, with superstar Billy Graham. They both go to draws. Um, exactly. The thing with it also is is that he was very much part of those cards that were created to make it seem like. Um, Oh, what's his fucking name? Bob Backlund was accepted as a uh, as a champion in the territory, which he was not. Yeah, because Dusty Rhodes is, is, but he also just doesn't have the body for obviously later on when Vince becomes Vince. Yeah, when Jr. Vince became. Vince Junior. Every time he saw Dusty Rhodes, had to be restrained from just biting him. Like he just like he was just like he just kept trying to bite Dusty Rhodes. He's like, we gotta pop him. We've gotta pop him. And Dusty Rhodes gets this weird, like, Daniel Bryan-esque push where he just keeps on losing the title um, or keeps on losing his chances for the title. And it's been five years since this guy explodes onto the scene. So it's kind of a weird, like, it's so funny how so many wrestlers like this, Dusty Rhodes and Hulk Hogan have the same thing where it's like just promoters find a reason not to give them the world title. And it eventually, like, almost ruins their organizations. Yeah, it's a fascinating one in a weird way where it's like, because Dusty does get the NWA title at a certain, like at some point in the late '80s, early. Sorry, I'm just scrolling down the research. What when uh, Dusty wins the title? Dusty wins the title in August 21st, 1979, in Florida. He beats Harley Race. That's exactly right. So he beats Harley Race, and it was basically because his popularity in Florida was so much that we can't have him lose to Harley Race, but also like fuck Dusty Rhodes. Fuck him. Like he's not NWA championship material, which is why all of his runs are really, 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 really short. Like that's the fascinating thing about him is that like he's this beloved legend territory figure, but also it's sort of acknowledged, but he's like, but he couldn't, he didn't have that last a little bit of spice. I guess, but it's like he's much more for a company. He's more for like a company that has the three letters that has like their set roster that they always have that's static because the way you do a guy like Dusty Rhodes, like you said, is the Hulk Hogan model, which really Dusty Rhodes, the Hulk Hogan's working on the Dusty Rhodes model, which is you get a guy, um, an evil manager just wants to, to beat this man and he can't. 
So he just brings in monster after monster who then beat people up, lose to look like they're going to beat up Dusty or Hulk Hogan and then lose. And that's a time honored thing. And I don't it'll work again when they're I mean, when nerds decide there's a baby face worthy of it. I mean, will there but now I don't think that they will ever like Yeah, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Like yeah, it's like, funny though because it's every ten years, right? Or you think about it: Dusty Rhodes in the seventies, Hogan in the eighties, Austin in the nineties, um, and then I guess John Cena in twenty two thousands. I guess. But could and you give no John Cena? Could you put John Cena in the same place as those other guys, though? I couldn't. But now it's like apparently like house shows and everything have doubled and that might just be because obviously the pandemic's over but like john cena is a superstar but it's just wrestling fans are fucked now where they don't like trust themselves in a weird way it's like yeah it's an interesting one in that it's also like wrestling basically wrestling people like wrestling fans now what we want is i want a wrestler to -hmm. be very very good I want him not to be respected so I can cheer him and be upset. The second he gets good and is respected by the company, I will hate him. I will not support yeah. him anymore. And it's like, everyone well, got fuck spoiled all with, of you. I think everyone got spoiled with Austin and The Rock, where it's like, uh, here's two guys who can do everything. Like, Hulk Hogan is amazing, but he couldn't do everything. Like he's No, he couldn't not do the a best lot wrestler. of things. Like, he couldn't yeah. keep his hands to himself when it comes to wives. Yeah, well, he couldn't not say the N-word, which is pretty bad. Yeah, that, you know what, Dylan? That's a fair point. Like, Austin, for all those looks, has it all. Never said the N-word. Funny. Great hey, wait, win, no, 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 great no, 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 no. I mean, no, no, never no, said no, the N-word no. on tape. Thank you. Yeah, right. no, like, come on. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yep. Steve Austin has said that word this year. <laughs> so Dusty, but Dusty's a guy that they hide him in uh tag teams a lot. Um he of course is doing tours of New Japan. He ends up teaming with uh Andre the Giant in spats and really is one of the main he's one of the main guys that the uh, based around uh Starcade, which is, happens in um well it was of course in nineteen eighty three. Where though? My butt. That's right. I need. I just wanted to go clarify something about Starcade, and I just googled Starcade. Do you know what happens if you you Google you write in Starcade One R that I've just found out, which is where what Dusty is got the name. It is a game show where contestants um, play arcade games against each other, and it ran on TBS from 1982 to 1983. That's where Dusty got the name Starcade from is from a game <laughs> show. I have never been so happy that I was trying to figure out uh, what Dusty's match was on the first Starcade because I did not remember it. Dusty Rhodes is no longer the creative genius people say he is. He's a man who watched TV and just added an R to a game show. Good. And got some people to bleed. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Dusty Rhodes' second title reign starts June 21st, 1981. He wins it in Atlanta. He, of course, only held the title for three months before dropping it to Harley Race, setting up Harley Race's loss to Ric Flair at the first start. Or no, wait. Not nope. fuck. He lost no, it. He, he lost that at the first arcade, though. But no, it wasn't, Harley, of course, No, Harley lost it. No, you fuck. He lost it at... Um... Harley won, uh, had the belt at the first arcade, but Rhodes first Rhodes first lost it to Flair. Flair's first title reign was because he beat 
uh, Dusty in a place neither one of them were over because it was a political NWA maneuver because the NWA Ooh. never liked Dusty being champion because they, he did not look like an athlete. He was At not all. the type of pr- uh, performer they wanted to be presenting. And Ric Flair was literally their wet dream. A man who doesn't complain that is very good at wrestling and then will just take orders. Because in the end, in the end, you have to remember Ric Flair is a quarterback, but he's very much a like who I don't know. Like, but he's basically he's a quarterback, but he's a, he's an empty vessel. He's got all the talent, yeah. but you have to tell him how to run the plays. Dusty Rhodes is a guy. He is a leader on the field. You're not telling him what plays. He's making those decisions. That's the difference. Dusty yeah, Rhodes has the ability to also coach. Rick does not. Rick doesn't know how to tell you how to be Ric Flair. He only knows how to be Ric Flair and get you to look good against Ric Flair. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, it, Dusty Rhodes' first title run, I should have mentioned, was eight days long. He won on the 21st, lost on the 29th to Harley Race again. And then this... This uh, when he wins the title the second time, it's only it's three months long, and of course he loses it to Ric Flair at the Omni. So crazy. Which begins the Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes storyline that will just be the entire 1980s. Yeah, and but what's also weird is like they talk about like oh man wrestling gets stale. It's like you look at the A the NWA and it's like they literally just did shit for years. Well, it's like you know, like it's basically like. Fondly. Go for it. It's like the wrestlers met in an airport lounge in like 84 and they were like, all right, select your opponents. We're doing this until the company shuts down. And it's like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yep, fuck you. Well, that's that's what like that's what I'm saying is like we look back fondly on obviously because we weren't alive then. But everyone that's looks true. back on the NWA in the 70s as this great thing. But it's like you look at a guy like Dusty Rhodes and. He could have been champion for years. It's just the NWA had a certain way. I, I don't that actually agree with that. I think okay. you're a fucking idiot, and I want to punch you in your goddamn <laughs> okay, head. Okay, okay. Punch me in you my make, dicky. I want to throw up in your asshole. I want your okay. asshole to sting from my throw up. That makes. Sense. I don't think Dusty could have been a sustained champion, and I think all of the cum monkeys are going to agree with me because Dusty, again, is an amazing promo. He's an amazing booker. He's a Hulk Hogan-style wrestler. You beat him up for a while, elbow, elbow, elbow. Get the fuck out of there, baby. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, that makes sense. Like, that's pretty much where Dusty is. And they, I guess wrestling at that time was just 60 minutes, and that's what people wanted to watch. So Dusty's, like, always an attraction. It's very interesting because Dusty gets, obviously, this great name for himself because he is a character ahead of his time because he very much is for television and live shows were the name of the game in the seventies almost exclusively. Is he a character ahead of his time? Just for TV. Imagine like Dusty Rhodes in imagine Dusty Rhodes in his prime in 1990. But I don't think that's true. There's a lot basically the NWA champion in every territory except the one he was based in was just gotten over by TV. Basically, you'd show that one interview by the NWA champion where they clearly looked like they just woke up near water and just kind of ramble for a bit. Like, you see those Harley Race promos where he's he's clearly about to smoke a cigarette, just just having a gab. <laughs> just like, thinking about it. I actually think that... I, I have to disagree. I think that Dusty was very much of his time and just adjusted with the times. Like... Not to get ahead of ourselves, but when he gets to the WWF, everyone talks about the polka dots and stuff like that. But it actually worked because Dusty was able to create an upper mid-card niche for himself mm-hmm. in a company with Hulk Hogan. Like, let's be fucking honest. 
you're not having Dusty Rhodes and Hulk Hogan compete over who can get more over because I actually think that Dusty would have beaten Hogan in a promo off if, but that's just me. No, I totally get what you're saying. But what I'm saying is like, he's a weird guy where it's like the way he wrestles and the way he does promos and everything is ahead of his time because he's so promo heavy, heavy rather than the in ring part. But his look is totally of a previous era because he, he he does not go to the gym. He will not be within no. 30 feet of a gym. Yeah, he actually he refuses to learn what protein is. Exactly. He just is like, you mean you mean num num? Yeah. I have num nums and then I poop poop. I eat until I bleed. That's what Dusty <laughs> used to shout. And they're like, from where? And he's like, we'll find out. It's why sometimes Ric Flair would just stab him with a fork. Be like, what? I guess I can't eat. He's like, ooh, num num. All right, so I mean, that's the end of the fucking show, you pieces of shit. Are we doing best of now, or are we doing best of worst of we'll at the end of, of best the- of now? What's your best part about this part of Dusty Rhodes' career? What's your favorite thing? He was the biggest wrestler of all the territories, and he was only really in like three territories. I think that's the best. I think I love Dusty Rhodes packs on stuff because I've actually watched it and like watched the shoot interviews around it. It's so good. Gary Hart's so pleased with it. Eddie Graham like loved it. Dusty Rhodes went on to just basically do this version of this so many fucking times, either a way of getting a baby face or a way of getting a heel over. It's great. I love yeah, it. It's one of the best face turns of all time. It, Yeah. It's up there with, like, the crowd reaction is up there with the time that the rest of the review debuted. Do you remember when we first posted <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, the yeah. world we just could, went, ah! You could hear how everyone was pumped. Everyone was humming the the NWO theme, not the not the original one, the one they used when they became NWO Hollywood, and they needed a third theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your What's the worst thing about Dusty Rhodes then? Oh, the words he used when the <laughs> when when things weren't being recorded. Let's Let's just be totally honest here, everybody. See what Dusty I Rhodes. did was I took the culture, and now it's mine, baby. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes spoke like he was singing along to a rap song, and there was no rap song. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Somebody lay a beat down. I want to say the words. Yeah, like, um, do you know all of the DMX songs? Imagine mm-hmm. all of the words removed, but one. That's yeah. Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's what Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, that's probably it. I mean, probably the fact that he, like, to his dying day was like, uh, it's fine if I say it because... Uh, I like don't them. like them, baby. It's fine yeah. if I say it because I mean it, baby. Uh, I mean sidebar, it. by the way, everyone needs to go watch the uh, documentary Dylan recommended me yesterday, the Woodstock 99 documentary, which should be uh, titled Get Strap In to Watch mm. Three Guys Not Know How to Control a Narrative. Because let me tell oh, you, yeah. that documentary, that documentary, it's like listening to an episode of this podcast. If the jokes we put in the mouths of wrestling figures were 100% accurate, they are talking about the absolute rampant problem with sexual assault and rape at Woodstock 99. And one of the promoters was like, it was not 100. It wasn't 50. It was 10. <laughs> and you're just like, that. that's that's the excuse you're going with? Like, bro. And everyone knows if it's 10, it's not bad. Yeah. You're like... Okay, well, uh, that's what you're gonna say. All right. Yeah, like it's just one of those words. You're like, I did not know you could go with that as an excuse. Like, you know what I mean? I guarantee like Woodstock '99 also gave birth to Gathering of the Juggalos, and I'm gonna make my own documentary about how that's fucking sick. I mean, 
the gathering of the juggalos documentary why haven't i'm announcing this ladies and gentlemen go to the patreon subscribe if we for two months get if we can get $300,000 raised in the Patreon, I <laughs> yeah. will do a documentary about Juggalos. Yeah, we won't keep the money and make this profitable for ourselves. We'll just pour it all into a money. About yeah, yeah, yeah. I, by the way, I will Juggalos. be doing that and I will demand Dylan does it while holding his baby son. <laughs> yeah. My son who will be, of course, because of... We know how um, we know. Dylan saw. Oh, by the way, we should we should reveal what Dylan named his son, which is Dirty Dick Murdoch. Oh, yeah. Dick Murdoch (laughs) Jr. Didn't take my last name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dylan's uh, the baptismal name that they're going with is uh, Grizzly Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much for listening, guys. You guys are the fucking breast. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. You know, it's hard. It's hard to play on a team when you got the goat. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> How am I supposed to fucking make That's jokes good. when you're just dropping actual truths? Mm, when I'm speaking the truth. Thanks so much for listening. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. We're going to watch Hogan Knows Best again soon. Oh, my Twitter. God. Yeah. When are we? Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I mean, At I have. Wrestler review. I have definitely talked about Hogan Knows Best as a TV show with people that do not want to know about wrestling just because they were watching porno in the gym and they recorded it. Like, they watch porn so- in the gym. It's so fucking crazy. They watch porn in the gym, and then the first part of the episode is you can't go out with them. It's like poor tens. It's just horrible foreshadowing the entire show. Yeah. The show is like it's the only reality show where I know there weren't writers. Like Hulk Hogan was like, you give me that money. I, I wrote promos. I know how to do <laughs> oh, this. I'll fucking, I'll fucking say some shit. I'll yeah, the writing fucking shit. I guarantee the writing staff was Bubba the Love Sponge, a bunch of hamburgers, and there were no pens or paper or computers. <laughs> yeah, because Hulk Hogan can't recreate. There are parts where you can clearly tell it's scripted, and those are the bad parts, but what them watching porn in the gym guarantee was not scripted. No, they went and got the cameraman. Like the cameraman yeah, like, was having a sandwich by a truck, out. and they were like, hey, hey. You ever seen a nasty boy do half a pull up and then sit down? <laughs> no, you aren't. You're about to. I just don't understand why I can't do curls on the toilet. <laughs> That's where I'm going to fucking shit anyway. All right. Thanks very much. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. What? Redbubble backslash dot com backslash people for some reason. Backslash yeah, yeah. wrestler review for all our merches. Get a mug. Get some shower curtains. I'm doing uh, a Twitch and, stream yeah, five Twitch days streams. a week. Uh, Sunday through Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific time. All other times corresponding from that, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, 10 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. That's uh, twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy or untitled Twitch stream backslash, twitch.tv backslash untitled Twitch stream. Ooh, and then I'm at Dylan God on every social media thing. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye, bye. I love you, Dylan. I love you more than Dusty loves mink coats. I can't wait for the next episode because we can get into the mink coat buying competition of Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Everyone, we'll see you next week. Dusty Rhodes, the greatest midlife crisis of all time. We'll see you next week.